0: What in the hell is up, everybody? This is your boy, Calvin. And then Edwin is be live soon here. Edwin, are you there? And I'm
1: Edwin, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Edwin's here. man?
1: I'm here.
0: Good. There we go. There we go. There he is. We had a little technical difficulties. But we are back in the building. Hey, man, it's fight week. Exciting week. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to run down this card right here. You know Edwin and I, we're going to just break it down, give you all the rundown of everything that's been going on. But first, we have to get, pay our respects to, well, I'm going to say two, but whatever. Three people retired from the sport of boxing. That will the be one we, don't. one we don't really care about, but whatever. Vladimir Klitschko hung him up. Juan, Juan Manuel Marquez hung him up. And Tim Bradley, he, he, he stopped fighting. so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, Edwin, I'm going to uh, give this little quick segment to you. Just talk just a, a quick, quickly on how Klitschko and and Marquez, you know, put a stamp in the game of boxing, man. Well,
1: you know, hey, Klitschko basically oh. redefined what being a heavyweight was in the current era of boxing. Um, you know, he broke a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah including Joe Lewis' records. Right. Uh, was he the greatest heavyweight of all time? No. I would not say that. He fought at a time when there wasn't much competition. Right. And he got beat by the best in Lennox Lewis, so. Right. You know, I think his decision to retire right now at 42 years old, smart move, man. Yeah, You know, absolutely. you got your own promotional country, uh, company, excuse me, and you know you're doing big things in other arenas in boxing, so you know keep with it or whatever. You got a hot ass wife, you know, do your thing, and uh, <laughs> wish you I'm the best, man.
0: Cool. All right, quick, yep. quick okay. on, quick on Marquez, man. What about Marquez?
1: Oh, Marquez, man, that dude's a sweet pea of boxing, bro. You know, look, dude, dude's a Hall of Famer, no questions asked. Uh, he got into many strategic fights with. Hall of Fame boxers. Uh, the biggest uh, fights that he had were against uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, but most notably Manny Pacquiao. Right. Um. Those were great fights, man. I mean, you don't see stuff like that no more. No, you, you don't, don't. see guys giving it their all like that anymore like that in the ring. Most of these guys are real careful nowadays, so. Right. Uh, we lost a great one and. A great entertainer in the ring,
0: and I, I, I don't care if you don't, but do you want to speak on Tim Bradley? Tim Bradley, uh, the biggest sham wow in boxing when he <laughs> beat for the first
1: time. Yeah, that was not even a W. Um, you know, dude's athletic, bro, but I don't see him as an elite fighter. Never did. Me either. Am I? It's some no.
0: Okay, so, well. Like I said, three fighters retiring from the sport and wish them um, well. But now we're gonna talk about why we're really here. It's fight week. You know, I'm looking down on my list of things to talk about, and why not start off a great podcast with Mayweather versus McGregor, the money fight, which takes place this Saturday, not at the MGM Grand, but at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Now,
1: where Mayweather will lose.
0: Now, this here. Is it has been noted that this is Floyd Mayweather's last fight? I know we say, yeah, whatever, but it's come. It,
1: how many times have you said that, Calvin? I like three, yeah, exactly. So I gotta hold my breath,
0: but um, hey man, let's 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 talk about this real fast. You know, I want to, and I know that you're not the biggest Floyd fan, but I know you respect him. And when we're done talking about this subject, I guarantee you and I. Will probably have the same exact view on this fight, but um, let's talk about the eight ounce gloves, man. Um, is will that make a difference? And and who has the advantage when it comes to these gloves? Do you think there's an advantage, or it's just eight ounce gloves? Like, what do you feel? What's well, your take on it?
1: McGregor's an MMA fighter. He's used to fighting with the four ounce gloves. Yeah. But I believe they do train with boxing gloves at times. Yeah. Um. Who has the advantage? I would say Floyd in this one because he's used to fighting with gloves like that all day, every day. Yeah. Um, who has the advantage power wise? I would say McGregor. Yeah. Um, I think the move with the gloves is solely uh, a move for Floyd so that he can make the fight appear more dangerous. Right. Because now he says he's gonna go toe to toe with this guy. That's the only only way. Mm-hmm. But he said that shit against Pacquiao and Maidana and all these other cats. So, honestly, I think the 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 glove the eight ounces is strictly just ploy for Floyd to make it seem dangerous, so that he can fucking do what he does
0: best, and that's run around the ring. Right. Oh, um. Now, to 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 piggyback what off you said, you know, um. I, I, everybody knows I'm a big Floyd fan, but when it comes to these eight ounce gloves, I'm not with it. Uh, yeah, I can see why Floyd's doing it. Cause like you said, he wants to make it more dangerous. Me personally, I feel with this fight, he's trying to make it seem like, you know what, I don't have any I don't want any excuses onto why I won this fight. I've given this dude eight ounce gloves, which is the first time that's ever happening in boxing history. Um I'm making him feel comfortable at fighting at 154 and and McGregor's running around right now like at 160 something right now is what I've heard. And um I think this is a this is trying to be this is Floyd trying to make this a fight like hey look, I don't want to see here no excuses. I don't want to hear this, I don't want to hear that. Now, this is where I have to disagree with Floyd. I'm using your term when I say this. Marshmallow hands. If his his thing which I know he has the best rap game in the in the, in the game of boxing, but not anymore, dude. Not, tired. not anymore, but still, with these 12-ounce gloves or whatever ounce gloves, Floyd always seems to hurt his hand. So why give this dude an advantage or well, like 8-ounce gloves when you know, you know you're know you going to tag him. You know he's going to tag McGregor in the head. You know it, but is this really going to benefit Floyd's until his advantage with these hands? His hands are brittle. He has brittle hands. So... When he said he went to the eight ounce gloves, I hey, I'd applauded him for doing what he did. But at the same time, man, your hands. You always hurt your hands in these fights. So why go to the eight ounce gloves? And I know it's to, you know, make McGregor feel comfortable, but at first I wasn't with it, but now I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Let's just go ahead and do it. So um. Advantages. That was my disadvantage, I feel like, you know, but my advantage is that. I still think Floyd has an advantage, but when it comes to power, I think Floyd can't get hit. I don't think Floyd can can get hit like he got hit against Sugar Shane Mosley. He can't.
1: And this guy's got the power to do that, and he's fucking 29, bro.
0: Exactly. So, you see how Shane rocked him. Yeah, he said, he admitted he was rocked, but these are 8-ounce gloves against a dude who has an insane power. I feel if Floyd get hit with a straight like that, like he did against Mosley... He might be in trouble. But I just don't see Floyd getting caught that clean against Conor McGregor. So um I don't
1: honestly I'm not gonna put it past it.
0: I mean he gonna get some he gonna get some shots. I mean Floyd is always prone to get hit. But as, unless if you're if
1: he rubs them up like Maidana and hits him real good, uh huh clean, it could be dangerous.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I um I, I agree with you that. Like I said, it's a combat and sport. I,
1: and I don't see this motherfucker chasing him either.
0: Nah, he won't. No. Nah.
1: He's, he's going to lure Floyd. He's got
0: to. Right. Uh, so, another question, another question I have for you is, will this fight hurt or help each other sports, which I'm talking about boxing and MMA? Does this fight help or hurt the respective sports?
1: Honestly, it don't hurt boxing. It hurts MMA.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Because they're the ones that are always saying they can uh
0: boxers. boxers. Right. Okay. I. To me. I've
1: seen it in person. Yeah. In time. And I've had people talk to me. They know I have this podcast that are all about wrestling and, and MMA.
0: I remember and you telling me that.
1: They can beat these guys. So, I don't know.
0: I, I remember you telling me that man. It's to me okay, this is why this is what I feel. I feel that a fight of this magnitude, for some reason, I feel like it would it would help each sport in a certain way. Because ever since Mayweather and McGregor has been announced, what do you see? You see other people trying to go to UFC. UGc's UFC fighters. Trying to come to the boxing game, and hell, you you saw cyborg who's a UFC, she get into it with a WWE girl, a wrestler, woman wrestler. So, and that all I think that all led to Mayweather McGregor. Like, it'll it'll help everybody out in the end. But when it all said and done, I feel that UFC is gonna take the biggest blow because they were running their mouth. You don't see you didn't see a lot of people. Saying I'm gonna go to UFC and I'm gonna go ahead and whip on the Diaz brothers. You never saw a boxer say that, you know. No. Nope. And and who who do who do I think who do I think started all this crap? Ronda Rousey.
1: Ronda Rousey started.
0: Ronda Rousey started all this mess. So, I, I truly believe that it can hurt, it can help in certain ways. Now the big question: Who wins? Well, she this?
1: got put to sleep by a boxer. So
0: e- exactly. So, question to you. Who wins this fight and how?
1: Oh, man. This is a scenario fight.
0: It is? Logic says Mayweather's going to win hands down, right? Yeah. But we
1: don't know what the hell's really going on. Like, is this a jam or is this for real? Like, is McGregor going to come out and try to kill this dude?
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know. Hey man, you I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak for you. Mayweather will win this fight. It's no. Why, would, why are you? Why are you stumbling around this? Why
1: the the glove change?
0: Okay. I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you were. And the
1: first and the first four rounds.
0: I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it. And and behind in the back of my head. That's my reason too. Like these eight ounce gloves, man. Like, what the hell is he doing? But,
1: but that's what he wants, bro. That's he what wants he wants.
0: To think of that's what he wants, man. I'm, I'm going down and saying Floyd Mayweather wins unanimous decision. Isn't, is this, this the same old thing? Rounds.
1: Floyd mayweathers going to win unanimous decision. If not, it's going to get really tired and just going to knock his ass out.
0: Yeah. Okay, and La- ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. The Money Fight, Mayweather McGregor this Saturday. Don't want to miss. It's got a good undercard, too. So, but Badu Jack and Nathan Cleverly. You got Javante Davis. You know, you got a good little lineup there. Sean Porter's no longer on there. He had a, a death in the family, so he's no longer on the undercard. But um, it still should be all right. Now, let's move on to the fight that happened this past Saturday. Terrence Crawford has become... The undisputed junior welterweight champion of the world. He has all the belts, all the belts. Um, yeah, I want to give a shout excuse me, man. Because
1: I was camping, and
0: I still got to watch that shit. I didn't. Well, I, I had the DVR it. I didn't see it to the next day. But impressive three round. Impressive. What's next for was- T- what's next for Crawford, man? Uh, I don't know, man. I'll I'll tell you. It,
1: Mikey
0: Garcia. I tell you right now, Errol Spence Jr. Er, Errol Spence Jr. Um, there was talks that well, he was on ESPN and he he made it he made it official. He's moving to 147 in the welterweight division. He's moving up. Um, he said that in order so he for he
1: unified all the titles to just give him
0: up. Yep, that's what I say. He's going to, have to give up all his titles. But he's moving up to 147. He said he feel like the only way to get better is to move up. And he knows that that's the big boy division. And why not try to make a name for yourself in the welterweight division? I mean, that's the hottest division in boxing, man. And if that's what he want to do, a hey, more power to him, man. I feel that, um...
1: i like to see him fight AB and just beat his ass.
0: Yeah. I'd I, I love to see that. And I, I um... To be honest, I think Terrence Crawford, if he moved to 147, I don't see him being elite. I see him competing, but I just can't see him beating Keith Thurman. Uh, could I he? mean, he might. You think so?
1: I think so, because he could switch it up from orthodox to softball. Not many people could do it like
0: that. Does he stand a chance against a... Uh, uh, how, how would he fear against a uh, Come at you type fighter like Sean Porter.
1: Uh I think he's a good scrapper and he's got good uppercut power too.
0: That that he body has strap. all the
1: tools in the tool shell, shed, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what makes him fucking awesome.
0: That that look who he's beat, bro. Yeah, he's beat everybody in the one forty. He's beat everybody.
1: And he ain't beat Chumps. He's no. a lot of good motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. I, I was shocked when he beat uh Postal. That's what my shock was. That's why I knew he was the real deal. No.
1: When I knew he was the real deal was back a few years ago when he moved up two weight classes to 147 and he fought Brady Prescott and yep. beat him.
0: Yep. Yeah. That was
1: fucking like, okay.
0: That was impressive. Yeah. That was very impressive. They, um... So that that with that being said, there's talks of him and Spence fighting in the uh in the upcoming even if it's not at the end of the year, early next year.
1: That's dangerous, man.
0: But do he, do, should he, if he's well, he said he's going up to 147. Should he take a tune-up fight before he fight the likes of of Errol Spence and and the Keith Thurmans?
1: Man, I would fight someone like Danny Garcia or something before.
0: I yeah. I, I
1: now you know who's back in the game is Lucas McCuse.
0: Yep. Now is he at one he's at one forty seven or he going to one
1: forty?
0: One forty seven. Oh wow. Yeah. That'd be good. I I, I is see I think well I thought my my take on Terrence Crawford at first was like how I was with Keith Thurman, but now I'm starting to like Terrence Crawford a little bit more. Only for the simple fact is this dude has game. he like you said he has all the tools in the tool shed. He can orthodox you, he can southpaw you. But my thing is, look, man, you gotta be like like Deontay Water, hey, you gotta stop fighting in your home home cities, though, man. Like when would he step out his own fighting out of somewhere besides o- Omaha? A
1: bunch of times.
0: I understand that, but
1: when you're the champ, you make the
0: move. That's true. But don't don't you feel like it's time for him to get that exposure from the world and start going places where like like Brooklyn or or Vegas or and, and things like that. Um, eventually,
1: like 147, that's when you start doing
0: that stuff. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. But yeah. We'll
1: see what happens. Man. Yeah. It really, just matters on what move is next. Like, what fight he chooses, he chooses to fight. That's what's gonna matter. And you yeah. know who his fucking promoter is, so good yeah, luck with
0: that. Bob Arum, Fat Snacks. But, um.
1: He's only gonna set him up with people like Jesse, what's that dude's name? Jesse, Jesse Vargas. Uh, that motherfucker. He's gonna set him up with some motherfuckers from his shit. He never does anything really outside of his own company.
0: But see, Errol Spence ain't with top rank.
1: That's what I'm saying. He with Heyman though. Yeah. So that's a problem right
0: there. Yeah, it's a big problem. They need to get over there. So that.
1: is Danny Garcia. Yeah. So is Keith Thurman. Yeah. So here we go with another like Pacquiao Bradley style guy who's just gonna fight the same guys sixty six fucking
0: times. Yeah, true. Well, stay tuned for Terence Crawford and his upcoming future in the welterweight division, which I call a big boy division. We gonna st- we-, we gonna stay on top rank. And um, this morning it was the b- breaking news is that. Roman Chaco versus Rigendahl is damn near 98% done and it talks the fight will be on December 9th on ESPN. So, this is the well, fight this is the fight everybody has been waiting for though.
1: I've been waiting for it but everybody else is a bored thing, but I'm
0: not. No, I'm not bored with this one at all, which which takes me to my question to you, do you like this fight. Yes. I cannot agree with you anymore. I love... This fight right here, you know, they've been trash-talking each other for quite some time now. And you can only do so much on social media to the point where it's like, you know what? How about we just stop talking like little high school girls and get in the ring and do what we got to do. Point blank period. So... uh Edwin, is this a chess match, or is this a slugfest, or what kind of what kind of style fight is Lomachenko versus Ringen Dahl? Uh, I
1: think it's gonna be a chess match, and then Lomachenko's gonna bring the heat.
0: Okay, do you, I do,
1: don't think Ringen gonna break down and try to go into a slugfest. That's just not his style.
0: Do you um do you have a, a what should I say a early prediction, or do you feel like you want to wait? on this one let me see i don't i I do too but see uh the cuban fighters man we always talk about these cuban fighters they they slick with it
1: they got that date
0: exactly they slick with it you never know i can see lomachenko going there all wild and get caught up by rigging down get caught with something and he ain't gonna know what the hell hit him you just you just never know man to me i don't think i feel like this is going to be like somewhat of a chess 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 match for like the first maybe first four rounds and then it, like you said it might start turning up a notch like a, towards the fifth and just ride off in the sunset if if it goes 12 rounds i just feel that this fight had to happen needed to happen um I, I kind of feel bad for Salido because I feel like a Salido, if anybody deserves Lomachenko, it would be Salido. Um, I would love to see that fight again, considering that that's the only defeat that uh, Lomachenko had. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also, news today happened broke was Carl Frampton, the Jackal, has split with his team, man. Uh, this is something I did not see coming. But I guess when you get defeated that's what happens to you. What do you feel that like a lot of these foreign fighters should they step out of the realm? Should they step out the circle a little bit and try to test the waters with a USA team? Like, do you think Carl Franklin will be good with like a team from the States? Yeah. That's
1: for the best team.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's one thing about these foreigners, and no disrespect to foreigners or whatever, but it seems like a lot of them like to stick with what they know. Like for instance, this is not foreigner, but Adrian Broner. For him to come back to what he want to do, he needs to get rid of. He needs to get rid of that whole entire damn team. He needs to get the hell. He that trainer don't know shit. He got get. He needs to fire every single body in his corner. Start fresh. Cause he ain't gonna get he ain't gonna get nowhere. He ain't getting nowhere, you know, with the team that he has, he ain't gonna get nowhere. So I think I can see Carl Frampton being I'm not gonna say Virgil Hunter, maybe Freddie Roach. Yeah, so if you think Huh. I don't know what to say about this one. So, if you had to choose between Freddie Roach and Virgil Hunter for Carl Frampton, who would you pick? Oh, uh...
1: Virgil's too defensive-oriented, so I would go
0: Freddie. I like that move. I like that move a lot. Um, cause, and, and Freddie likes to travel, you know? I mean, he goes to the Philippines all the damn time, and so, I can like see that. So, and um, speaking of Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn says he will beat Manny again in a rematch. Whoopty. He didn't beat him the first time. Exactly, he didn't. Whoopty freaking do! He didn't beat him the first time. Um, Mile high, Mike Alvarado knocked out. Get uh, had a KO victory on his comeback. You know, that guy, man, he was at the, he was at the uh, he was on the top. Then he went through depression and drugs, and he just slid all the way down after his rivalry with Brandon Rios, and he was lost. And now it's, uh, I don't know, man. But I'm glad to see him get on the on win side again. Um, Canelo and Triple G. I know a lot of people has forgotten about that fight a little bit, but hey, it's heating up a little bit. Uh, they they the trash is not as much trash talking and. But man, hey, that's next month. It's been a this this year of boxing has been amazing. Like, I'm hyped up for this Mayweather-McGregor, but deep down inside, I'm more excited for this Canelo and Triple G. Uh, I, I you want to wait on that one because I know we're gonna have a podcast about that. You want to wait on predictions on that one too?
1: I'm gonna wait on my predictions because we still gotta record the show. But okay. I'm gonna say right now, I'm on Team Triple
0: G. You're you're you know. Can, I, I And we're different on that. I'm with Canelo, but we're going to save that because that's for another podcast for another day. Um, and don't forget, guys, Miguel Cotto fights on Saturday as well. I don't know what time, but Miguel Cotto is fighting on Saturday against Kamagai, which is no pushover. Edwin, let's talk about him real fast when we get out of here. So this is your boy. Is this the final? Is this the last hurrah? Yes. Has is it official? Has it been official, or you just saying it? It's
1: done, bro.
0: There's nothing left for him to do after this, huh? Nope. (sighs) I'm gonna agree with you because it's nothing. He's he's done getting these big fights. He's not getting any big, any more big fights. He's. He's boxing. Age-wise, he's boxing old. And like you said, just go out. You know, this is your last fight. And enjoy life. Enjoy that wife. Enjoy that kids. Enjoy that Puerto Rican island. Do whatever you gotta do. Enjoy it, man. So... Well, guys, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Edwin, do you have anything else? or
1: Not much, man. You guys... Uh racial shit's going on whoa whoa whoa,
0: whoa 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 final words segment time so oh. let me, I'm, I'm going to cut him off because I'm going to do the final words thing and then I'm going to let him go it's time for final words everybody so Edwin final <laughs> words <laughs> final words
1: uh, you know in light <clears throat> of all the racism lately um, kind of weird driving around seeing people sport never did before so it's kind of fucking shady. And I think they should take them out of their houses. Because yeah. you're going to start a war with people you're not going to win against. Yeah. And, you know, my other message is, like, there doesn't need to be racism. Right. I bet you if we all took a DNA test right now, you'd find out that you're not 100% pure of anything. Exactly. You're mixed with all kinds of shit. Yep. Some day soon, there won't be white people, Chinese people. It'll be just a one big mixed ass race uh, world, you know? Right. So everybody needs to get along anyway. We're human beings. We're species. There is no race.
0: Absolutely, and, man.
1: You know all this bullshit going on, dude. Is just it's uh, saddening.
0: Yeah, it is. That's 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 touching right there, man. It's just uh. But- Huh?
1: The media needs to stop putting that shit on TV, though. There's some feel good stories on TV, man. Right. I see some playing that are black, white mets again. I see that shit all the time,
0: wow, man. Yep. Couldn't agree more. So. Okay. Well, I I was gonna talk somewhat something like that, similar to that, but you hit it right on the head, man. It's you know it's it's sickening because you know both you and I have I have kids you have a kid that's not a hundred percent one race you know and to see our kids have to you know witness this kind of stuff you know I mean I'll be honest with you my, my seven year old twins are they know about what Donald Trump is doing they know about what the racism and going on and you know they're not dumb they're smart and when they say you know and they, this is what gets me is and they go back and they said, but Martin Luther King didn't want this to happen. Which, coming from a seven-year-old, it's kind of touching because he's observing all this stuff. And he said, Martin Luther King didn't care what color you were. He liked everybody. And he said, he all, all he wanted is for people to get along. You know, coming from a seven-year-old telling me that, you know, why can't adults think like a seven-year-old? You know, it's it's, it's, it's real sickening, disgusting. My whole thing is we're called the United States and we're not even united. So, I feel as a country, we need to get our shit together, come together as one, and try to live life peacefully, man. It's too much of this crap going on. And that's all I have to say about that. So, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. That's a wrap. Make sure you check out 1515 Ave. All the other content on there. We got all kinds of podcasts on there. The MWT, Studio Flow, Love and Hip Hop, Mac and D, RBU, GTS. All the good stuff, man. Make sure you shop Amazon. Hey, make sure you watch, uh, follow me on Twitter, Dreamchild21. He's at Dr. Underscore Boom. I want to give two special shout-outs to Evan and I's buddy, Janard, but he goes by It's Miller. On his wedding, he's he's come came over to the married side. I want to say congratulations to to Janard and his beautiful wife Allie. Shout out! Oh, and It's Miller is part of the wrestling podcast RBU. Also, shout out to EJ the King. He's part of the GTS podcast. Who is expecting? His very first child, him and his wife, within the next couple days. So, good luck to you guys. Welcome to Parenthood. With that being said, enjoy the fight this week. Money may all day. Edwin and I, the money team brothers.
1: Uh, no.
0: (laughs) Yo, I'm Calvin, man. I'm Edwin. Good fight. Good night. Till next time. I am gonna say it, I'm just say, money made all damn day.
1: Honestly. Right,
0: Edwin? Right, Edwin? Right, right? Nope. Alright, hey, holla at y'all.